cause of failure. But well-managed failure is the leading cause of success. So the greatest things in life take sacrifice and discipline. And that's why so few people achieve great things. So the question is about winning. Are you willing to sprint when the distance is unknown? Sometimes your son gonna be looking you in the eye and say, Dad, how do I get through this? And then what are you gonna tell him when you quit before? What are you gonna tell him when you took shortcuts? Lazy people do a little work and think they should be winning, but winners work as hard as possible and still worry if they're being lazy. Some people get all these blessings, man. They don't know what to do with them because they're not morally aligned with their life. You get all these riches and, and, and look, I heard a coach tell me a long time ago, don't let your players get rich in cash and bankrupt in Christ. So don't get mad later when you created your whole storm and then it starts raining on you. Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. Hey, Tim Bradley. Hey, Eric Nutter. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Very good. We've got ourselves a, a good guest here today. I'm inspired and excited. We have Coach Lewis Carella on the on the phone today. He is a strength and conditioning coach at Georgia Tech. Hey, Coach, how are you? Doing great. I really appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So... We just heard a clip of you talking, and uh, one of my favorite lines of that was, winners work as hard as possible and still worry that they're being lazy. Where did, where did that come from? Uh, just over time, you notice things when you're coaching, and I think a lot of kids really think they're working, but they don't realize there's another level, and they just expect the bare minimum to get it done for them, and that's just not the case. The guys that make it in this world are – the ones that are always paranoid about getting outworked and the always paranoid about not reaching their potential. So I think the, uh, the real winners are always wondering if they're being lazy. Right. Yeah. I loved it. I, that It's super inspirational to hear that following you on Twitter and seeing some of the things that you do and the things you say. And, um, we'll, we'll get into a lot of those things, but so you got the inspiration checkbox going for you, but we're inspired WV uh, so everyone we've had as guests on our podcast, obviously, they've got a West Virginia connection. And it's real easy to find West Virginia connections. I'm, I'm curious what yours is. Yeah, so I went to West Virginia Wesleyan for two and a half seasons, well, really three seasons of football. Really? And, yep, and came from Tampa, Florida, got recruited D2 school. And I wanted to play quarterback because that's what I played in high school. But once I got there, you know, it didn't really work out. So I just wanted to play. So I moved to wide receiver and then I got hurt and all this long story short, had a great experience there. Ended up transferring my junior year, but, um, met a lot of great people there. Yeah. Have you been back to West Virginia since? I have not. Oh, you're welcome anytime. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. So, so coach, one of the things that, you know, Eric has talked about and, and, and I've used it with the teams that I coach is your inspiration and your energy. How do you stay so full of energy and inspiration to, to your, your players? Uh, you know, it's just kind of how it's been. You know, I've always loved working really hard on my own. And then when I got into coaching, I didn't know how it was going to work at first. You know, I, I'm a D2, D3 football player. And then I get an experience one summer coaching division one kids. So I, you know, I didn't know how it was going to go, but once I got into it, uh, my first internship, the head strength coach, that's my mentor still, 
he let me train with the 9 a.m. group every day because he knew I was still going back to play. And then I would I would coach the next three groups all day, wow. just working for free for him and, you know, making my own peanut butter and jellies and <laughs> uh, just trying to get myself better, but also learn a ton and try to get into a field that I now love. So um, I, I really think all the inspiration comes from my hobby. You know, I, I think one of my hobbies has always been just thinking of thinking of quotes like I make up my own quotes uh, I t- obviously learn quotes from great people, but I, I've always written stuff down and, and tried to make it a concept that would hit people in a certain way. Nice. And it's, you know, hopefully going to turn into a book. Um, hopefully soon I've been working on it for a while, but just the message of the day, you know, for oh, the whole awesome. year. So, and that's so coach, I, as we talked uh, in our first introduction, um, the whole website in our, in our podcast kind of started that way too, with me writing uh, a blog and try to get my, my thoughts out there as well. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities from, from what I try to do and what you're doing now on a bigger level. So, you know, you, you said you're from Tampa, Florida, what, what's your background and can you kind of give us an idea of how you were raised to, to get to this point where you're at now? Yeah, I was born in New York and moved, moved to Florida when I was two. So I grew up in, you know, that Clearwater, Tampa area and, you know, I just had great friends growing up playing football. I played soccer. I played baseball, Uh, but football was the thing. So I believe in my heart that I was Barry Sanders playing football. (laughs) That's my favorite player right there. (laughs) So, I mean, I've just worshiped that guy in the game. So, um, but no, I grew up playing football. I learned a lot with football because, as a teenager, I, I wasn't the greatest kid. I didn't have um, a straight line of character, in my opinion. You know, I made mistakes, and I, I still go back to those to give me strength today that I learned from. So I try to share all that with the teams I'm with today, every mistake I've made, every regret I have, everything I didn't take advantage of, and you can't go back, you know? So if I live through it, the point of it is to help other people. I love it. What was and the... I'm curious. What, so you said you you weren't on the straight and narrow. What was the what was the turning point? What what made you kind of uh, realize? Like after high school, I went to West Virginia Wesleyan. I came home that first summer, and I met my wife, and that oh. kind of changed my whole life. <laughs> Women will do that for you. <laughs> you know, it's just now. Funny story. We meet at the YMCA. Could we both get the job that summer? Uh, we're only home for three months and we both get the job of camp counselor for a teen camp at the Y. So the first day on the job, I almost get fired because I, <laughs> I hit a kid in the face with a dodgeball really hard <laughs> and his braces got stuck through his lip. And, oh no. Oh, oh wow. But, um, no, she, she changed my life and I, I just didn't get into trouble anymore. When I met her, I wasn't hanging around of the same people a lot. And when I'd come home on breaks, that's, that's what I would go. I would go see her, you know, that's awesome. Instead of just go out all night with the buddies. So that's great to hear. I mean, that's one of the things that I look at again with, with the coaching I do is, is faith and, you know, faith and coaching to me go hand in hand. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Completely agree. You know, I think no doubt in my mind that, God has his hand and stuff that when you're trying to live your purpose and you really feel like this is what you're supposed to be doing, 
he's going to have your back and it's not going to feel like it all the time. That's the, that's the test. It's like, how, how am I, how am I still getting fired from stuff when I'm seriously trying my best and doing everything I can for these kids from my heart and we just don't win enough games. So you're fired. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're just, you're thinking about a lot of stuff, but at the same time, if you don't have faith, there's no chance. And that's all I had. I had faith. <laughs> I just knew I, I knew this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I felt it in my heart. So I kept going and it paid off. That's awesome, coach. That's cool. The, um, the where does that where does that faith come from? Did you grow up in the church or was that your wife again? <laughs> um, I Yeah, my dad, you know, is really uh, religious, but I don't know. I just I've always had not so much going to church and all that stuff, but like just talking to God, you know, and, and right. just ha- keeping a relationship with him. Like I played football. I was really superstitious. Like I always wore the same shirt under my pads. I just, I just believe like in stuff like that. I believe things happen for a reason. I believe there is a purpose and just even the toughest times. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, with, with things that I've been able to learn from and some of the mistakes that I've made, I know it had a purpose now. And, and that's the silver lining in all of it. There's so many people that go through stuff and they can't see the big picture. Now I'd see the big picture and the things you go through sometimes right now, it's not for right now, it's for later. And that's when you really inspire people when you live through things. So I just, I've always felt that in my heart. And I don't know if that answers the question, but oh, 100%. it absolutely does. You also yeah. talk a lot about being a difference maker. Uh, talk to us about what that means to you. So I just, I really take offense to coaches that don't take the time to get to know you at all. Right. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of coaches that just do what they do. And, and whoever's on the field is whoever it is. Or whoever's in the film room is whoever it is year after year. <laughs> It's just that there's so many coaches that just have the job, but they don't realize their platform so that you're giving the keys to hearts and souls of these kids, but you don't take advantage of it. And that, that really bothers me. So a difference maker to me is, is, is asking yourself the question, what gives me the right to coach kids? And if you're not self-aware of that, and if you hate your answers, you got to make a change. Yeah. Because like if I can't answer those questions and love the answers, like if why would I want my son to be coached by me if I'm not understanding, if I'm not fair, if I'm not self-driven, if I don't expect a lot out of him, but also going to love him up at the end of the day. <laughs> right. You know, like that that's what the difference maker is. My high school coach was my difference maker. And that's just what I'm trying to be still. Awesome. It's like you, you set that in your mind as this is what I want to achieve. And do you feel like you've gotten there or do, is it you're constantly trying to get to, to that next level of being a difference maker? I feel like I've done the best I possibly can being intentional about it. You know, I give, I don't give the kids a workout I haven't done before mm-hmm. they do it. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm not going to yell at a kid for being soft because he can't do something. Um, I just, I believe in working very hard. I believe in living through your purpose and I believe in finding your purpose. And that's what I'm here to do for these kids. I'm here to make them see their potential, make them believe in their, their potential and 
and just go to war with them. They don't feel like I'm their coach. They feel like I'm going with them. Yep. I love it. Well, what, coach, why don't you walk us through a day in the life? What what is what is it like to be the head strength and conditioning coach on a on a, a major college football team? What's that like? You know, every day is uh is what you make it, just like any job. But our days start early and you know, the kids got class at eight normally. Mm-hmm. So you got to get a lot of the kids in before eight. And, but I'm not like, if I wait to work out, I'll be miserable and I'll be out of energy. So I, if the workout starts at six, I'm working out at four. And that's just, I don't know. I just, I love the hours in the morning where no one's here. And so you're working out in prep to work out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep, so, okay, yeah so, I work out and then I watch that same workout. Okay. All day. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Okay. So that gets you to, that gets you to six o'clock and then does it, do you just keep doing that throughout the day or how does that work? So normally we get them all in before noon. And then when that, when noon's done, we staff meet, we talk about the day, we get to all the numbers that were put in and talk about the competitions. And, but after that, I mean, that's the off season of, you know, just making sure everything's in line. If you got stuff to do in the afternoon, you do it. But I try not to be here all day in the off season mm. and get the kids in earlier. And then the fall is just, you know, it's, it's all day, you know, mm-hmm. camp. So you got meetings, you got lifts, you got practice, you got more meetings, you got meals, you got recovery day, recovery sessions in the middle of the day. You got, um, there's a lot going on, but, Oh no, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I know what I signed up for and it's uh it's a true blessing to call this my job. That sounds like you got your dream job right there. In in it your is. in your role, do you get involved in uh in scouting any or or going out and recruiting? No, but the recruits come in and I meet with all of them. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So coach, you mentioned your high school coach as your difference maker. Is is that who's been your best coach and influenced you the most in your career? Yeah. And, and just to sum him up, he like this past Christmas break, you know, still during kind of a quarantine weird time. Um, I was home for two weeks and I just asked if I could work out in the weight room there. Cause I didn't want to go to the YMCA or somewhere with all these people. And he's like, yeah. And, uh, he unlocked the weight room door, drove from his house on his Christmas break at 7 a.m. every day wow. to unlock the weight room for me. And he didn't just leave. He talked to me the whole time and we just hung out. And that's that's 17 years after I graduated, <laughs> you know, and, and he's just he had this presence about him that we all respected and he didn't have to yell at you. He could just give you a look of disgust if you disappointed him and that would hurt. Worse, worse than ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause you just, you just respected him the way he did things and the way he trusted you. It made you trust him. And it, I just thought he kept me out of a lot of trouble. He held me to a higher standard and I mean, saved me from a lot of stuff. That's awesome. Still influences you to this day. That's awesome. Still text, still call all the time. Yep. So I've, I've got a, I've got a quick question. You, you mentioned the, this, pandemic mess that we're still dealing with. Um, I'm curious how that's 
how that has affected what you do in your day to day? Um, you know, how are you getting through that? How did you get through that when it was, when we were really into the thick of it and just, just that constant communication? Cause you, you, you talk about being that inspiration and influence on the kids. And if they're not around, what, what, what's that look like for you? Yeah, no, good question. So we got, you know, last spring we, you know, got shut down obviously just like everyone else. And I kept talking to coach Collins and he's like, Hey man, I think this is going to last a few weeks. I'm like, really? (laughs) He's like, maybe till May. I'm like, what? (laughs) So, you know, and obviously we're still going through it. So it lasted a lot longer than that. But, um, yeah, it just got to the point now where I was, my son was filming me doing, uh, water jug and backpack workouts on the playground to send to the kids. And I posted it on our Twitter account like every day. So I think I was like uh, half the country strength coach on Twitter <laughs> on, uh, on oh, every Monday through Friday. You, you definitely got uh, got me in Morgantown. So I've used a lot of your workouts with what I do as well. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that so that was fun. Instead of my son talking a minute at night, he was like, instead of saying, Dad, do I got school tomorrow? He said, Dad, do we got to film tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But um, no, we, we had to order racks for our indoor when the kids got back and we spread out all the racks so the kids wouldn't be close to each other. We put in like safety little circles on our on our entire sideline so kids could stand six feet apart. Good grief. I mean, talk about like trying to create a brotherhood, oh, but yeah. don't go near each other. <laughs> you know, it's just like what a what a dent that put in the, the timeline of what we're trying to do here. So but. So you, I mean, you mentioned you, you've been posting things to Twitter and that's how you were trying to stay in connection with the kids. And I'm sure you were texting them as well and communicating with them that way. Has, has technology, what has technology done for you as a coach and how were you comfortable with it prior or, or was it something you, um, you were just naturally comfortable with to, to do that communication? So I never thought I'd be holding a phone <laughs> talking about something inspirational walking around my neighborhood, you know, I, I just, that's not who I ever was. Uh, didn't think it would ever happen, but it did. And, mm. and then I realized, you know, there's some other people that, you know, need to hear this kind of stuff and not just narrow minded anymore about the messages I give. So, you know, the kids, yeah, they hear it all the time from me, no matter what day it is, a run or a lift, they're going to get the message of the day. But you know, the quarantine kind of opened my eyes that a lot of people like to hear those too. And, um, it makes this, it makes this kind of, you know, opportunity right now possible. Like I, I would have never known you guys or, but, um, technology. Yeah. I mean, it's helped a lot. You know, I've, I've definitely, I remember when I was at Michigan in 2013, I was like, what is this thing called Twitter? You know, like, (laughs) and (laughs) So me and the other assistant got it at the same time. And I'm just like, all right, I'll just tweet a motivational quote once a week, I guess. And that's it. <laughs> like, and I just did that for like eight years. So it just caught on and 
here we are. Here you we gotta, go. you got, you got to build that base for when that book comes out. Oh yeah, you know, you, you need that audience yeah. so you can <laughs> tell them about your book. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so coach, you talked about your your message of the day. Um, one of the things. So, this is year two for for Eric and I with our podcast. We're still trying to to grow ourselves. So, can you give us a pep talk uh, on how we can be better and, and inspire more people? <laughs> um, I just think when when you're chasing success it's it's not gonna find you you know like i just think when you're chasing success for certain reasons it's difficult but when you're living your purpose success is gonna find you and i i can already tell with you guys that you're very well spoken you're on a mission to help people and i just think you just keep living the way you are and keep being yourself and no matter the frustration, no matter the setbacks, no matter anything, you just keep believing in why you even started. And there's a lot of distractions on the way. There's going to be a ton of stuff that tries to steer you off course, but that's when your mission and your purpose comes in bigger than ever. That's and awesome, I've, I've been in situations where no one believed in me anymore, not even my family. And it, it got to a point where I'm like, this might be it. You know, not for my sake, but for the sake of my kids and my wife. And I just I just had a feeling that this this last shot would would do it. And it did. And after getting fired twice, I was national strength coach of the year and then got a power five job. And then I was put on the cover of magazines and like just never changed, man. I never changed and just kept believing in why I was doing it just to help people. Uh, you definitely so, are an inspiring story. Uh, someone that I look to on, on my daily messages as well. Cause I, I try to send, I send something to my son who's a, a sophomore in high school every day uh, to the kids I coach, just trying to give, uh, you know, something extra motivational to them. Uh, so again, a lot of your messages have been shared with a lot of people here in Morgantown and I know across the country. So again, thank you for awesome. the pep talk. Uh, is there anything you'd like to leave with, uh, with our audience, uh, a final message to them as well? Um, yeah, just hard work pays off and no one tells you when, and people get trapped in that. When don't, don't lose sight. Don't lose sight of the big picture. You're going to go through adversity when you're chasing something big because everyone wants it. I'm telling you, you just keep chasing it. You keep believing, keep beating yourself. Don't change because people want you to. And I guarantee you hard work's going to pay off. You just got to be disciplined on that win. That's awesome. Coach Lewis Corella, head football strength and conditioning coach at Georgia Tech. Thank you again so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And when that book comes out, you let us know and uh, we will we'll have you back on again. Oh, thanks so much. Really appreciate it, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewve.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. And of course, you can always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspirewve.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more inspiration. But until then, stay inspired. And be inspiring.